Hey everyone, I'm Jacob. I'm Gabriel. I'm Aranya. We're the intellectuals. These are the issues. Let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the Intellectuals Podcast. Uh, we're here today to discuss the recent affairs in Canada and the state of politics uh, in play there. Uh, we're, I'm so happy to be joined by two fellow Canadians. Uh, I myself hail from Toronto, I say. Uh, I'm Here's Yusuf. Pleasure to be here. Uh, he hails from... Oakville, just outside Toronto area. That's great. And here we have Ollie, who hails from? Uh, just Toronto. Uh, that's great. So I just want to get the ball rolling here. Uh, Yusuf, just outline what are a couple of your uh, political opinions on in Canada? Well, personally, I'm a big supporter of the NDP party. I'm not a huge fan of the Liberals or Trudeau. And personally, I detest Andrew Scheer and the Conservative Party. Finally, the fourth party that had a chance in this election or didn't really have a chance was the Green Party. And their policies are pretty much useless. So we're just going to consider them irrelevant for today. Uh, I, I believe that Trudeau and the Liberals are the best party for Canada. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Andrew Scheer either, but I feel that Liberals are better than NDP as well. Because they care about, in my opinion, they seem like they care about everyone, the climate, trying to tax carbon, uh, the carbon tax. Just all around, I feel liberals would be better for the country. Uh, I'm just going to start this off. So uh, we just had the in Canada, the 43rd election, where Justin Trudeau was uh, re-elected, albeit with a, at a significantly smaller margin to what he was the first time. And if he fought... and. Uh, Justin Trudeau is from a dynasty of Canadian prime ministers. Of course, he had his dad, Pierre Trudeau, who was uh, Quebecois. So that uh, that's good. And the first thing he said when he was re-elected is that he wants to tax the middle class. Anyone? Uh, Arania, would you like to give insight on that? Uh, actually, this is quite interesting because Trudeau uh, wants to increase the personal, basic personal amount, which exempts you from tax. Uh, up to a certain limit, and that limit is being increased to two thousand by by two thousand uh, dollars. This would lower taxes for twenty million Americans, uh, which is interesting because most uh, conservatives, and not just conservatives, but most economists, believe that it's too little, too late. Taxpayers need to wait for four years to reap the benefits from this, and um, it's not enough time to. Uh, and by raising the tax on the middle class is also interesting, as they will be the ones who are greatly affected by. Uh, increased taxation, um, perhaps more than the upper class. So it goes against his ideologies of taxing the upper class, which is a bit um, inconsistent, let's just say. So personally, this is why I support the NDP party and Jagmeet Singh. The NDP party, rather than taxing the middle class, would raise the corporate tax to 18% from the current 15% tax. And they would also tax wealth greater than $20 million by 1%. What, what this means is that the tax for the middle class is not being increased, and the middle class can live just as comfortably as they current are, as they currently are. Uh, so I have a little question about Jagmeet Singh, and it doesn't seem to be uh, pressing. Like it doesn't seem to be a pressing question. Uh, Jagmeet Singh, he seems to have a very high uh, popularity, especially among younger voters, younger and more. Uh, 
liberal voters in that kind of sense. Uh, he is, of course, on TikTok, and uh, he's actually quite successful on there. So I just think it's very interesting to point out that he's uh, here. He's part of a youthful uh, voter group. Yeah, uh, I do respect Jagmeet Singh. Um, as you can see, I post on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube even, and he's a big, he's into sports as well, MMA. Uh, he's w along with the Toronto Raptors. He follows them a lot. And it just shows his care for the young community and just, well, the whole of Canada, really. Uh, and he's, he's really popular in several places around, majority being in downtown Toronto, which is usually voted for Justin Trudeau and the Liberals, but he's getting in some votes there, which is interesting. Uh, and it's also uh, just around the country. Um, I'd just like to pose a question to the panel here because following the election, um, Trudeau's lost his majority. So he'll either have to have a confidence and supply deal with other parties, or, and this will certainly uh, cause concessions to some of his policies. So I'd like to just like ask for your opinions about that and see how far he can get with all of his ideas. Well, I think Trudeau's already said that he wouldn't want a coalition government. He doesn't, uh, there isn't this uh, obvious cohesion between uh, all the other parties. So I think it's clear that he's not going to go for that. But how he thinks he can uh, pass his policies uh, without, um, without the support of other parties is, um, it's obviously a very dangerous and the fact that he's lost his majority is not good for the Liberal Party, but uh, it's still achievable. Well, you see where he's lost all his votes, and that's through the Western Canada regions in Alberta because of this carbon tax he wants to put on. And he did lose a majority because uh, the votes in the West of Canada were so outrageous towards Conservatives. But throughout the rest of Canada, mainly in the Toronto areas, they were majority Liberal and Trudeau uh, supporters. What's interesting to Trudeau is that he's trying to implant a price on pollution, which is undoubtedly a good thing. However, it's causing harm for hundreds of families and uh, from taxing for everything from uh, the taxing everything from their daily commute uh, for gas, for oil, uh, along with big businesses. Um, while this is generally a good thing because a price on pollution or a carbon tax is um, undoubtedly the way forward in order to prevent this. It's going to cause extra harm when, if he carries through with his promise of increasing taxes on middle class. So I'd just like to hear everyone's opinions on this and what, it's, what he's trying to go for with this confusing contradiction. Well, personally, this is why I don't like Trudeau whatsoever. Trudeau, at face level, seems as though he's trying to fix Canada's environment, really get a good stance on climate change and all of that. But if you dig a little bit deeper, you see that Trudeau is actually not like that, and he's a little bit of a snake himself. Trudeau claims that he's gonna fix the, he's gonna reach the Paris Accords, but really he's not. He's not gonna meet the goal that he set for himself four years ago. That's just impossible. Furthermore, Trudeau also approved the transnational pipeline, which goes against everything he stands for. And quite frankly, it's just a little bit confusing. The Trans Mountain expansion is a $4.5 billion oil pipeline that was approved by Trudeau and essentially is going to be bulldozing local Native American communities, despite saying that there are no means no. Oh, well, although he's doing that, he's, doing, he's supporting other groups of people and trying to help them out. And the pipeline is, uh, well, it's a safe, reliable, affordable energy for Canada to get. So it, it does help out, although it does cost the, 
the environment, he is helping out in other ways, as he doesn't want to put a carbon tax on. No, I mean, of course, it's very obvious to see here that he's trying to reach this good balance between jobs and environment. And it seems to me that he's putting in a lot of emphasis, especially more than other world leaders. You look at Donald Trump in America, you see that he's just putting all of the episodes, jobs, 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 fossil fuels, fossil fuels, fossil fuels. I think it's also important to note, back to Yusuf's point, that um, uh, it's just interesting to see uh, Justin Trudeau had his old controversy with the blackface picture. Uh, blackface picture, uh, if you remember, uh, let me just pull that up. And um, it was very obvious that he uh, he apologized for it, and then and then, uh, but he's actually done it on multiple occasions. So it's actually very uh, uh, unlikely that it's good. Uh, yeah, you do have to see that with all these uh, numerous scandals that he has suffered during the. Um, during the campaign, you could say that his reputation has slowly been tarnished as he used to be the face, used to be like a bright face of Canada. But now it will be interesting to see how in the future or in the next elections, how he will fare. It's uh, quite disappointing, in my opinion, because Trudeau has a massive, um, he, he places massive emphasis on uh, communities of color, communities of uh, uh, minority communities. But when Quebec imposed a secularism law, preventing people from expressing their religion in government-owned uh, mandated jobs, uh, Trudeau was completely silent. He had nothing to say. He did nothing. And if anything, this is a violation of the human rights amendment stated by the uh, United Nations. So surely Trudeau must be doing something about this. But as the bright face of Canada has been doing nothing, it's very disappointing in my opinion. I used to be a big fan of Trudeau, but I'm not sure anymore. Well... Trudeau has been under a lot of heat lately. Well, not lately, but throughout the years because of this infamous incident. And he has apologized several times, but it, it's still no excuse for what he did. Um, although he said he's trying to help out with the different communities, although he said it might not impact other people, with groups like the LGBT, and he says the Aboriginals, uh, and just people, like younger people, he's trying to help out with allowing also allowing more immigrants to the country, just making it easier for them to enter. And actually, I think that's where Trudeau has proceeded to lose a certain amount of his votes and a lot of his support is uh, with huge uh, immigration uh, reform, uh, making it significantly easier. Uh, well, uh, talking about that, as we see the NDP, uh, Jamid Singh, unfortunately did not get many votes in Quebec. Uh, because of this, um, because of, uh, they've said there have been racial uh, problems with this, which is unfortunate because he is, he does seem like a, a great young leader who could lead Canada, but there have been, I think there was one seat in Canada, in Quebec, which is unfortunate. Um, well, here's the thing. Let, it put you, let me put it for you quite simply. Trudeau says he cares but he doesn't care. He talks the talk, but he doesn't walk the walk. Now, let's just shuffle back to what Aranya brought up earlier, which is Bill 21 in Quebec. Now, this was, a, this was a topic of big discussion before the election. Now, most parties said they cared. Most parties said that it was inherently wrong, but most parties also said that they would do nothing about it because it was Quebec's right, and ultimately, it came down to what Quebec wanted to do. Now, although I dislike Trudeau significantly, Trudeau is also the only leader who said he had not ruled out 
intervening and challenging this bill in a Quebec court in the future. You would expect Mr. Singh, an immigrant himself, a man who publicly displays his religion, to want to challenge the bill if he became prime minister. But he said he would not, and he would stay out of the court, and that NDP would stay out of the court. The Conservative Party opposes Bill 21, but doesn't really oppose Bill 21, and that's something Mr. Trudeau called out Mr. Scheer for in the federal debate just a few weeks before the election. So the way I see it, Trudeau pretends like he cares, but he doesn't really. He says he will do things, but he never actually follows through. Trudeau, <clears throat> excuse me, Trudeau has always left it very vaguely. Trudeau says, oh, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do this. We're not ruling this out. And it gets people thinking, okay, Trudeau is going to do this. Trudeau is going to do this. But Trudeau never actually follows through on his promises. Trudeau has made multiple promises to the indigenous communities. And instead he goes and he bulldozes their communities. He also made promises about the reserves they live on. And really he's gone nowhere with that. That's where other parties are a lot more transparent with what they say they're going to do and what they actually want to do. Mr. Scheer is very clear about it. So if you're a supporter of his right-wing policies, you should definitely vote for him because he doesn't lie and he doesn't snake other people. Mr. Singh is similar, where he's made it very clear what he will do and what he won't do. And as we said, Miss May is just irrelevant. Speaking of Trudeau and his uh, campaign promises, when calculating and completed and realized pledges, they found that Trudeau's government kept only 53% of their campaign promises. 53%. I believe that is absolutely abysmal. And surely, listener, you have to agree that that is definitely below average. Jagmeet Singh, uh, furthermore, to come back to your point, uh, Yusuf's point on Jagmeet Singh and his policy on Quebec, uh, Jagmeet Singh has also been relatively quiet about it, um, stating that he would respect the outcome of a Quebec independence referendum. So not only does he not want to solve the problem, he wants to get rid of it entirely by saying, oh, it's not part of our country anymore. That, I believe, is a coward's way out. There surely must be a better way of solving this problem in Quebec of systemic racial profiling, and surely there must be some way to improve it. Perhaps we could look to the Conservative Party for some answers. Uh, Oli, would you like to speak about that? Uh, yeah, well, we've spoken a lot about uh, the NDP and the Liberal Party, but not much about the Conservative. You know, Andrew Scheer uh, is trying to do big things. Um, as we all know, they're a big follower in, in the Christian community, and lots of Christians uh, tend to lean towards uh, the Conservative Party. Uh, this has helped out uh, many people. Um, also, uh, other things that conservative parties do, they, they're for the oil community in the, uh, sorry, the oil industry. Sorry. And so west parts of Canada, like Alberta, as I said before, are voting for conservatives because they're allowing to use more oil, and uh, which creates more jobs uh, and not being taxed, unlike Trudeau wants to do. Uh, also, they, are, uh, they support gun rights. And they're pretty tough on crime. So any major crimes commit, they're willing to go the distance on however fair the punishment they seek. Unlike the liberal, who is pretty, uh, who doesn't, who aren't that harsh on major crimes. Uh, I just think that firstly, I'd like to point out that uh, if you're tracking Donald Trump's campaign promises, he's uh, kept, uh, he's he's broken uh, so far. Uh, about 20% of his uh, campaign promises, which means 80%, which means 80% have either been kept or compromised, which is significantly more impressive than that 53% number for Trudeau. But I also think it's important to point out that when you're discussing the Conservative Party, you, you have to forget that uh, before Justin Trudeau 
we had President, uh, we had Prime Minister Stephen Harper, and uh, towards the end of his office, he was a very, very unpopular man, uh, with songs being sung about him, uh, and uh, he just ended up being very unpop, a very unpopular Prime Minister. So eventually, they felt the need to completely switch up the political system. And my worry is that they may feel, or not my worry, my um, thinking is that they might have to, they might have to do that again if Justin Trudeau keeps on uh, not fulfilling on his campaign promises, which is very worrying. I just think you can point to the just political cycles in almost every government. Someone gets elected because they're popular, and then over time, as they're still in government. Their popularity declines and declines, and now we, this is trend is now happening with Justin Trudeau. And there's either there's like two options that he can have. He can either reform himself and the party and deliver on most of his promises, or the party can just choose a new leader. Or the third option is when the Liberals lose power and the new party becomes the leading part, and the different party becomes the leading one in the country. Well, here's the thing. Both Jacob and Gabby have been speaking about how Mr. Trudeau won the election and whether people will be content with him in a couple of years' time. Well, most of my family lives in Canada and voted in the most recent election. And quite frankly, almost all of them voted for Trudeau. Not because they like Trudeau, but because the only other candidate who had a chance of winning was Mr. Scheer and because everyone detests Mr. Scheer. Most people would have much rather voted for the NDP party or even for the Green party but they had to vote safe because of Canada's voting system, first past the post. What this meant is that rather than voting for the parties and candidates they wanted to, they had to vote safe and vote for a party that they thought had a chance at winning to stop a party that they didn't like from winning. Now, the way I see it, Mr. Trudeau, or even the Liberal Party, has no shot of winning in the next election in 2023. People are just not happy with their policies or the way they go about implementing them. Instead, they like to see either a conservative government or a new Democratic Party government come into power. Now, going back to Mr. Trump, a reason why a lot of Americans voted for Donald Trump in the 2016 election was that because he was very transparent with what he said he wanted to do and what he was actually going to do. That's why um, the amount of things he's actually achieved is 80% of what he said he was going to achieve. Another reason why people didn't vote for Hillary Clinton is very similar. They felt as though what she was saying and what she was actually doing were in two completely different places. Uh, as we see from the elections uh, this past year, uh, the NDP came fourth in seats as they only got 24 seats as opposed to the Liberals' 157 seats at the table, uh, which was 16% of all votes as opposed to, uh, again, Trudeau's 34%. Um, the, the Conservative and Liberals were very close. It was 33 34%, but Trudeau's approved rating has been going down uh, since years ago which you don't really want that from a prime minister, a low approval rate. However, back to you, this point, and about America and Donald Trump, uh, Maxime Bernier tried, he tried to do, he'll pull a Donald Trump, if you will. He tried to ride the populist wave using similar ideas, but he failed in Canada. And I just think that's very, very promising for the country that um, someone can't seize power just through populism rather than concrete policies that most people would support. Now, on the intellectuals, we've tackled a lot of issues today. We've talked about the election, we've talked about a lot of things going into the election, but one last thing that I feel like we've failed to mention so far is gun control. Now, mass shootings are very big in America, not that that's a good thing, 
but is becoming a lot more prevalent in North America as a whole. So all four parties have a stance on gun control as they must. Mr. Trudeau wants to buy back assault rifles, um, but also wants to leave handguns to municipalities and provinces. This is not the solution because handguns are how most shootings are carried out in Canada. Instead, he should be focusing on a way of eliminating handguns, maybe by buying them back, maybe by banning them. But regardless, he shifted his direction to something he knows he can do, which is assault rifles, but something that won't actually solve the problem, one of our biggest problems with Mr. Trudeau. Mr. Scheer is the only federal leader to own guns. So as you can imagine, he doesn't have very much against them. As a conservative himself, he just wants a safer Canada plan, and he proposes mandatory sentences for gang and gun smuggling related crimes. Again, it's not that good of a solution. The NDP's platform pledges to work to keep assault weapons and illegal handguns off of our streets. Although, it's, although it seems like the NDP has a plan, they don't really. And finally, Miss the Green Party. Miss May is the only one who has proposed a buyback program for handguns and assault weapons. Now, despite all the issues we've looked at today, Mr. Trudeau does, does seem to come out on top. Trudeau does seem to come out on top. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with uh, Trudeau's statement the most, as the NDP doesn't feel like they're actually would, willing to do anything. And I'm a big and I'm very against guns, as we see what can happen in places like America, where guns are uh, very legal, assault rifles, and how many mass shootings occur per year, which is devastating. So by uh, Trudeau only allowing handguns, I guess is a step in the right direction, which could improve in later years. Uh, so... I have to disagree with you there, Oli, where I don't see Trudeau allowing handguns as a step in the right direction. I do understand what you're saying, but I feel like as prime minister, Trudeau has been prime minister for four years. So he's going to be prime minister for another four years. I think he needs to shift his focus to actually trying to ban what is causing these shootings, which is handguns. Uh, what's interesting here is that it states that Singh has urged Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party to allow cities to ban handguns. So while Jagmeet Singh himself does not seem to have much of a plan for helping the uh, for himself actively changing the laws on handguns if he was elected. He has urged Justin Trudeau to ban handguns, so surely Jagmeet Singh is on the right path, whereas Justin Trudeau is simply saying he is, as Yusuf has said before, he is pretending that he is, but he actually isn't. All in all, after looking at all the issues, I think we can all come to the agreement that Mr. Shear's policies just don't seem very popular, and Mr. Trudeau as a person just doesn't seem very popular. In the coming election, I hope everyone who's listening and anyone who might be voting takes, takes a deeper look into all the issues, takes a deeper look into the uh, Liberal Party and whether or not they're actually achieving their promises and really knows who they want to vote for. And instead of going for a safe vote, as many of us did in this recent election, we go for the party that we want to. As I agree with that statement. As uh, Shia, we don't really know what he wants compared to Trudeau, who says he knows what he wants, but can't act on that opinion or thought. And Jagmeet Singh, I feel in the future, should be a force to be reckoned with, as he will be, and I'm saying this, he will be a very powerful man in a few years' time. Uh, I think, wow, that's possibly our longest episode uh, yet. An absolute pleasure to have you, boys. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, so thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Uh, we're the intellectuals and we're done here.